A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening and welcome to the Gallant View, the Rangers podcast. It's for Rangers fans, it's by Rangers fans. So welcome along everyone who's uh, viewing us live. We'd like to get your comments and questions in the comments below. So do uh, interact, let us know where we're going wrong and give us a good steer when you can. At no expense whatsoever, the assembled cast of uh, the Gallant View are here. All the, the usual uh, favourites, starting with Colin. Colin McDuff, the leader of our team. Colin, how are we? Good to be on, Davey. Good to be on. Um, a double podding for me today back in the Daily News. I'll be nudged to MD who's not subscribed to Pound the Month here. But no, good to be on. Um, I'm feeling fairly confident ahead of the weekend because if this Rangers team have told us anything, when the pressure's off, they turn it into fucking 2001 AC Milan. So I'm looking forward to Saturday and looking forward to discussing it with you boys. Well, I'm hoping uh, that confidence is infectious because uh, we, we will certainly need it come Saturday morning. I certainly will. Uh, David Tomlinson, our uh, foreign correspondent. How are we, David? How's things abroad? Yet nice weather these days? Start early with the old he mute. didn't even make it past five minutes ah. this time. Before. Ah. <laughs> Take yourself off mute, you. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't even realise I'd put it on mute. So to be honest, um, <laughs> David, hold up. David, just can I just interrupt you? Just, just wait till I tick that box. <laughs> David, David, oh, on well. mute. Get it. We'll get it over early. Get it over early. Um, the weather is, uh, has been it's been raining for about three days here now, so uh, it's been absolutely. That weather, we're, we're having real Scottish weather. It's one good thing about it. It, it stops me feeling homesick. <laughs> All right. Well, I certainly. Uh, well, we, we had actually quite a nice day today, so uh, we can keep it into yourself, Andrew, who represents our uh, youth policy. Andrew, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's, it's, it's always good to be classed as the youth of the podcast because I'm. I, as soon as I hit twenty one, I started to feel old, and everybody told me I was an idiot. But uh, it's nice to be reassured that I'm still on the young side, for now at least. I I can assure you, you are our youth policy by, by quite a way. <laughs> oh, quite a way. So listen, guys, straight on to our, uh, the stuff we've got here for you. The We have been in, in, inundated, it would appear, by the list of names. The press have gone in Toronto with the uh, potential signings. And, I mean, I, I sent you through a list earlier. I'm not going to repeat them now, but who who amongst that lot, you know, we've got, I, I think the Dujon Sterling, the, the boy, I did have a wee look at his video, his YouTube video reel, you know, I, I don't often do that, but I did for him, uh, because, but this boy, I mean, not unlike Colin, did, did you have a look at it? And, and I, he's kind of Calvin Bassey-esque type, the right back. He, uh, he's a big boy and 
certainly from the the, the clips I saw, he is uh, quite strong. That's what we were saying before. Um, before we started recording, um, so I can't remember whose partner I'm stealing money. He said that uh, everybody we're linked with is big, powerful bastards, isn't it? And I think I quite like that. Go and win the battle first, and then make sure they can play football as well. But you're right, Calvin Bassey. And I seen somebody post on Twitter today that um, they looked at. Obviously, he's had a few loan spells. But they looked at transfer marked and how many games he's played in different positions and he's played up front, he's played left back, centre back, right back, either wing as well. I like a utility player, I really do. If he's going to be somebody coming in challenging, I'd like to, I think it'll help us if he can slot in a number of positions. Um, I think with the size of the rebuild, that's not going to do us any harm. Certainly not. David, he's, uh, this boy is 23 years old. I think he uh, kind of fits the profile of players that we should be uh, looking at, you know. So I'm, I'm really hoping this one is for real. Uh, and do you, do you know anything about him? Because uh, clearly he's, he's, he's on loan at Stoke at the moment, but he is with Chelsea. Uh, and for a few million quid, I, I think this boy looks exactly up our street, as it were. Well, he seemingly went through the the whole Chelsea Academy. And he was actually get he got right up to the Chelsea first team, uh, before COVID. And he was seemingly doing very well. Uh, he was he was picked out that he was going to be the next Chelsea right back. And then all of a sudden he seemed to, to be, get an illness by COVID, COVID COVID, sorry. And nobody seems to know what this illness was. And it, it sort of I knocked him right back, and he, he, now he's come back. He's had one injury last year, uh, a groin, a groin injury. Yeah. He had twenty-eight games for Stoke last year, and now I watched his uh, his video film, and as Colin said, he's 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 a big big guy, and I, I think all the I mean we'll go through some other names, but I think the one thing that we can say now. All the players that we're linked with are big, powerful men. I think we're we're, we're going to get away from the wee, uh, yeah, agi type players, uh, the, the 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 sort of a thin guys. It's going to be big mountains, man, mountains. We're we're we're, 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 we're seem to be looking at. We've probably got enough of them, don't we? Like to be to be honest, we probably have enough flair players if you like, and we need players to come in and be consistent. Yeah, well, I think I mean the the one that that, that I, I I saw and I, I watched his video there just now, Maja, I think it was called. It was supposed to be quite far on as well during the week. Uh, I haven't heard an awful lot more about it, but we were seeming right into him, and he's a big, powerful centre forward as well. He really looks quite good in his film. But as I said, these films you've got to watch out because even Sable looked uh, looked good in the in, in the YouTube film. But uh, I think that's the way we're going. We're big, powerful players, and uh, and we're le- we're leaving the, the sort of a small guys behind. The one thing, can I just say the one thing about the the one thing about him is in all the games he's played, he's only had ten yellow cards. And if you see the way he dives into tackles, it's unbelievable that he's only had ten yellow cards because he doesn't he doesn't pull back. That's for sure. You're getting a guy if it's true. You're getting a guy that doesn't pull back from a tackle. He just goes in full-heartedly. Yeah, I think that was kind of my overall impression. It was He just looked quite a physical player. You know, kind of much like, as I said, Bassey. But he is uh, he gets up close to them and gets tight. You know, it, it was there was no hint of that Borna thing, you know, when the, the defender he's up against is holding a knife and Borna won't get within three yards of him. So that, that would certainly be a... You know, a positive outlook for for that guy, Andrew. Coming on to you, is there uh, anyone you know that we've been linked with is getting you excited? Is there? Well, uh, I'm I'm happy that again that to, to remember what everyone said, the kind of strapping, kind of strong guys coming back. I think we lost a lot of physicality when we lost Bassey, Balogun, uh, even further up the park. When I know he, was, he wasn't really up for the physical battle all the time, but Arebo was a big lanky lad. And that's hard to get off the ball sometimes. I think when we lost those three players, we kind of lost the physical battle. Um, 
I'm happy with um, Sterling. Um, your name I kind of knew about, you know, as a young young guy playing FIFA, but didn't really look into him a lot. Um, I put some more research in since we started the link with him. I'm actually quite impressed with him. I think he could be a, a really good player if we could get that over the line. I thought it was an end of contract deal. I could be wrong, um, but which would be lovely. Um, uh, again, yep, I think to, to maybe say uh, he's had his t- time down south, he's maybe not getting as much out of it as he'd hope, come up to Rangers, make a name for yourself, and maybe get yourself back down the Premier League again, give us a nice amount of money, and we could, we could, the cycle continues for us, sign low, sell high, sign low, sell high. Um, I think he'd be a great signing. Um, again, uh, what something we talked about was Austin Trusty, I believe it says, uh, the, the American yeah, I know yeah. a big, kind of strong defender, um, which would be good. I think we, everybody seems to be agreeing that <laughs> defence is woeful. Um, so I think getting some more strength in, in, into that kind of back four would be good, especially if we're losing a Hollander potentially in the summer. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with what I've seen so far. I think Hollander possibly as well as Ben Davis. But it was interesting to see Danny Wilson in the press today, you know, bigging him up. You know, if the the boy from Birmingham, Austin Trusty, uh, which is a good sign, you know, because he's he was played with him in one of the teams in America, so he's been up close, and he he said that he's actually surprised that it's it would only be. I mean, the, the number mentioned was two million, but mm. it's uh, he was actually surprised it was as little as that, and that this would be someone who Rangers should be looking, you know, to, to get on board. Certainly, he uh, he can. Did say uh, for uh, Sterling, there would be a, a cross-border academy fee, I think, because he's been at Chelsea for 15 years. But uh-huh. we know is is uh, Joe Aribo, and 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 uh, th- that's not that great a sum of money. So probably up with a hundred thousand, and uh, and not certainly not millions. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, do, uh, do you've seen the list of names, which I mean, there are gosh, there have got to be six or seven, maybe eight, even eight now. The names that were mentioned, Colin, coming back to yourself, is this a sign that uh, Michael Beale is keen to get all this business done early? Because I'm uh, quite encouraged, you know, that we're going to do this prior to the, I mean, as early as possible, because I, I think it's vitally important that you know we get these players to Oppenhowe and that Michael Beale. You know, molds us into a, a unit that can uh, that, that can get us back on top next season. So I, I'm really encouraged. I'm uh, with the the background changes. You know, the boredom changes at Ibrox. I think there seems to be a focus, uh, and maybe I'm wish a bit of wishful thinking here. But in terms of the the, the club, are keen to get the certainly Michael Beal is keen to get the business done, and, and get these players on board. Because you know how these transfer windows are going to struggle on and on and on, you know, and you get to the last two weeks and it all seems a wee bit desperate. I'm I'm really pleased that Rangers, that even that the names are being banded about and, and some of the the comments I've seen are that these couple of these signings are imminent. So what's your take on all that? I mean, do you want to see these guys arrive at Ockenhowie, you know, prior to pre-season so that they're there from day one? Absolutely, Davey. We, we all said that the rebuild, it doesn't start on the 1st of June, it started on the 1st of January. And, you know, we we, brought, we made a good start. We can't wait on Rashford coming in. But when the January transfer window closed, we had to keep on going. And I don't think there's a pod that came on this podcast it's, it's not said otherwise. It's too big a job to wait until the 1st of June to start scrambling for who's available and who's where's. We need, we need to be doing the groundwork now. And I think we are. With uh, with, with all the speculation going in, you're always going to get a lot of a lot of players and agents to link Rangers with certain stories. It's just what well, we're a big name, we're an attractive name, but I think what what we've probably seen a lot more than usual at this point in time, and I think that's probably because Rangers are active in the market. So you'll get all the usual nonsense, which is just paper talk, but some of them will hold that weight of truth and. We'll actually see more agents maybe bigging up players up because you know Rangers are in the market. I think, I think two positions we're seeing as linked with a lot of strikers. Um, 
I don't think that's coincidence and we're seeing this linked with a lot of left sided centre halves. So I tend to think when it's a certain position that you see popping up time and time again, that's because the club are actively in that market and agents no every no every player linked in that position is going to be a player, but you do see agents try to push for that player. Yeah. David, a one for you here, because at the moment, you know, with Ross Wilson's departure, we don't have a director of football. So I would have thought this would have been, you know, right up there alley in terms of we, you know, identifying players, getting the business done early, and yet I'm not, you know, aware of of what structure is in place is at the moment. I mean, is this all falling in Michael Beale, and 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 should it all be falling in Michael Beale? Or, or, or if it is, are you, are you happy with that situation? Do we need a director of football in to, uh, to, to make make sure that this uh, this doesn't fall flat in its face? No, I, that, uh, I think I've been said this in, in the point a few times. I, I, I think a director of football that's going to pick players and hand them over to a manager and say, do something with that lot, it's totally wrong. I think the manager should Identify that you, you can have some uh, a writer of football identifying players, but the manager should go out and they, he should do the groundwork whether that player will fit into his team or not. Is uh, I think that's the way to go. I think if you look at the players that were linked with just now, there's been a Michael Beale, um, sort of a worked with them before or he knows them from somewhere. I, I, I think most of the players uh, have been like that. I mean. The, the one, Chris uh, Willock, QPR, he's worked with them there. Um, no, the, the boy today from Chelsea, he worked with, 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 with Beal at Chelsea. So, I mean, I think you can see right through right through the, the players that we're getting. There's a, a Michael Beal uh, influence on it. And I, I think that's that's the way we're going. Um, there was just a, another thing that we were super we were in, we were uh, interesting, uh, Chris Willock from QPR. But seemingly they've now triggered a one-year extension. Whether that's just to bump the price or not, I don't know. But they've they've triggered a one-year extension on them. Um, I watched the uh, Maja. You were talking about strikers. I was I watched the Maja uh, YouTube film there, and definitely a, a big difference from what we've had. And he looks he looks a really. He's one of these. Uh, Strikers that, that do be flicks and 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 can beat a man and 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 certainly composure when one against one with a keeper from what I've seen of them. So I'm hoping sort of a, that's maybe a, a good one. And the one that, that that sort of really got me going in in the beginning was uh, Palma. I think he'll be the, the they're talking about him from Aris. Him we and we've talked about him in the morning show quite a few times. Uh, he looks really, really good, and he'll, he'll probably come in for Ryan Kent if he does come in. Yeah, mm. yeah, I saw the the the, the guy from Thessaloniki, uh, Lewis yeah. Palmer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly again, you know that there's there's a profile here of, of sort of the players that we want to attract, and uh, he would certainly as you know much like uh, Sterling is. I think he kind of ticks the boxes. Andrew, coming to yourself, that we have no director of football. And you know we're we're being linked with uh, a number of exciting players. They are, in my my opinion. But the question is, how are we going to shift some of the guys? So we have to cut the wage bill here, so we'll have the corresponding number of players going out the door. How are we going to uh, you know do the deals with uh, you know those that we can get some money for, and persuade those who. You know, we're not going to get money for that their future lies elsewhere. There's a heap of work to be done there. We have no director of football. How, how in your opinion, is, is all this going to... How are we going to square this particular circle? Because uh, there's there's a lot of negotiation in there. And if to leave it all to Michael, Beal would seem you know, almost cruel. Yeah, I think Michael's got a tough job without the director of football. I think having a director of football kind of helps alleviate some of the stress that Michael will have to be under because um, of course he'll be welcoming new players in that he's probably had to deal with in the past whether it be at Chelsea or whatever and try to get them integrated in a new system that we've kind of seen tinkered with towards the end of this season uh, and he's kind of he's hinted to seeing something completely different next season once you have a pre-season 
and you get all the players in that he wants in. Um, they, they always say, you know, it's harder to get players out just as much as it is to get players in, um, especially when guys are tied down to poor contracts. Or, if in some cases, good contracts at the time, but they've just had a really bad form slip, like uh, Mr. David T's favourite player, John Lundstrom. Um, last year he would have looked like a twenty million pound player. Now he looks like a two quid player. Um, so it's going to be quite hard to try and get rid of some of those players. I, I, I seen somewhere it was a story where it was Jack Rodwell with Sunderland. He really was on a really bad contract. He was getting paid a lot. It was a good contract for him. Don't get me wrong, but a really bad contract for the club. And it, he just wouldn't go. He just wouldn't go, and he wouldn't go at all. And he had to wait till the end of his deal. And sometimes it might just be that some. Some guys might just want the money and will sit on the bench. Um, that's the one thing I was slightly concerned about. Our goalie target, Jack Butland, as he is, just sitting. I don't even think he makes a Man United bench. He goes into training, but I don't even think he makes the bench for Man United, but he's happy to take the money. So it's kind of going to be a difficult one. We just need to wait and see how it goes. Colin, I'm going to uh, dump this one on you because you're a wee bit more better connected than any of us so i mean how it how exactly does this work because my understanding limited though it may be of the director of football is that he will be out there you know oiling the wheels of you know the deal and and maximizing the value of some of the assets that we'll be looking to you know have a fee you know i'm thinking of glenn the likes of glenn kamaras here uh you know maybe ben davis you know, so we would want to absolutely maximise the value of that. And that's not necessarily the football coach's role in the business. So who's going to take up that responsibility to make sure that our transfer budget is, is absolutely maxed because someone has gone out there and, and, and found the best value for us in, in terms of some of the players that are, are leaving? How, how is this going to work? I, I, I don't have a name. So, so my, my take on the situation, and again, I'm not in the know or anything, but um, my, my take on it, just looking at Michael Beale's comments and how Ross Wilson left. Um, when Ross Wilson left, Michael Beale spoke regularly about the most of the summer's business was underway and the targets have been identified and the moves have been identified. For me, I think that's both in going and outgoing. So I think... The, the handover, if you like, that Ross Wilson left, that should that should have a few parameters in place that Glenn Kamara would go for X amount. That's the value you're looking to go for. Scott Wright would go for X amount or X, Y, and Z player go out and loan. I think all that's already been... In. For me, I'm guessing that that's already been agreed between Ross Wilson, Michael Beale, and the board before Ross Wilson left. And then it's just down to the board to try and make these things happen. So I think most, for the most part, the the early stages of the summer window is done. But things will change. Like we we may get a bid for somebody who is who we didn't plan on going, or we may get we we may go for a certain target. And say we go for a right back, however, our first three targets for the right back, we might not be able to get them. We need to get back to the drawing board. So while we have the early stages in, that'll maybe see us through to what mid July, late July, maybe um, because typically no a lot of business happens in June. I think we need somebody in by July. Um it there's a lot of ballroom shake up right now. I think that might be appealing to some um some potential director of football because you always in any business when there's a shake up at that kind of high level you can always you can almost kind of dictate what you want your job to be or how easy you want it to be and there's a room for negotiation so i think we will have a few applicants because of the the pace of change at rangers but again that's just my my take on it yeah i mean i think the the most important of the summer may be the, the the correct director of football who's going to you know churn these players in and, and, and out and, and and smooth those deals and get you know ring out the best value they can for Rangers. So with no one there at the moment, I'm I'm just wondering how, how Michael Beale does all this. You know if it's uh, if it's all pretty much in place, then just that would be uh, that would be fantastic. But you know you know how these things can it ain't over until it's over and you know the signing the, the dotted line so it's, yeah. it's because i think we've the turnover of players that we 
I certainly hope to see uh, is, is, a, is a fair body of work. And I, I, I really don't see how Michael Beale will be, uh, not, nor would he be interested in, because I don't think that the commercial aspects of it you know, will keep him awake at night. I think what would keep him awake at night would be that the, he gets the correct players. You know, that, so he wants to you know, clear the space in that squad and, and get the correct players in to build a team which is going to do what we want it to do. And I don't think he will be uh, hung up on, you know, the pay deals and, and transfer fees in, in the same way that, you know, a director of football would be, you know, laser focused on that. So it's just my own thoughts. David, do you get any opinion on, on all of this and, and well, the director of football and, and the boardroom, you know, shake up that's, that's taken place, you know, only this week with uh, Kenny Barkley leave as our finance director and, you know, my first question was Kenny who, but you know he's 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 gone now anyway. But that's you know that's a fair turnover of staff, and I think as Collins just said, that that, that may be a, an attraction for someone coming into the club, and that they've you know they've got a bit of you know headway, you know free space to to create what they want to create, and you know not going to be restricted by you know people who have been there for twenty years. How's this all going to work for Rangers? Oh, I think, if you remember right, Beal said, I think it was the first time he was here, I want to look at players in the eye before I sign them. So I think it doesn't matter what happens, Beal is going to go out and, and talk to the people that Rangers are trying to sign. It's not going to be a, a director of football saying, here, you're getting him. Um, what Andy was talking about, getting rid of players, I think that, that one of the biggest... Uh, Part of that was 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 uh, was was uh, for Chelsea. Winston Bogardy. I don't know if anybody remembers him playing for Chelsea, but he played about four games in the beginning uh, when he was signed. He had a four-year contract. He was getting forty thousand a week, and he turned up. He kept turning up for training, just in his bath slippers and needed in a, a bathrobe because uh, he knew he wasn't getting a game anywhere. They're getting in the team. He, but he had to turn up to, to keep his contract alive. He had to turn up. If, 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 if you have a Google at Winston Bogardy and you'll you'll see Winston Bogardy Chelsea and you'll see a number of games we get then forty thousand a week for the rest of the contract, four years long. So that's that's that could happen to us that, that a player won't leave. In fact, I think there will be players that won't leave because uh, the, the chance of them getting the money, unless they can get down to the maybe loads of get down to the 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 championship, they'll, they'll be on the sort of the same money. But uh, the, the likes of uh, Barisic, I don't know whether it's back in his own country, he'll get the same money as uh, as he's getting at Rangers. So players like that might might just stick around. But, yeah, the, the, the board, as, as you say, with the with the, with the board changing, it could be a positive influence because you've got really a, a basic... Um, Everything is new to start with. Uh, a new slate. You could, the, the slate's been wiped clean, so you can fill the job in for yourself. But I don't think it will be like Wilson telling Bill, here you go. I think that's that, that's finished now. And it's so it should be. Manager, he should be he should be dictating who what players are coming in. Yeah, I mean I think the the, the thought of the players being handed to Michael Beale, you know, from someone else and signed on. We got this guy in the cheap, and here he is. I mean, that, that that just simply horrifies me in terms of you know how to build a football team. I just I just don't see how that can work. But I, I'm I'm not. Michael Beale doesn't seem the, the type. But hey ho, let's hoping. Andrew, coming back to yourself, there's a <clears throat> see from. I'm just thinking of the squad last week. Myself and David spoke about this and. We're looking at the the team last week. How many of those players do you think are going to survive until next season? If you were to, you know, from the fifteen players who were involved, you know, the first the, the starting eleven and the four subs, how many of those will will be with us? You know, come the the start of preseason, how many would well, you I expect to I see? I certainly have a couple of players I'd really like us to get rid of. Um, but even it was it was almost frustrating for some reason that you know. Glenn Kamara has been as far out with the Rangers team as I, I had a better chance of getting in that midfield than he had for most of this season. And yet, when he came on, I thought he was—I thought he had quite a decent wee show, and I thought he was back to his kind of 
best. He looked confident on the ball. He wasn't afraid to move the ball forward. Um, and it was almost like, well, if you if you were doing that during the season, then you would have been playing every week, and we might have sold you for a lot of money. But it's, it was a real, real frustrating sight to see like some players with that kind of kick up the backside. Whether or not that is to get themselves in the short window, I don't know. Um, one person who definitely must be here next season is the guy who I think will definitely be in the, in the sticks for the game this weekend. It has to be Robbie McCrory for me. Oof, I think we have been sleeping on him for a while, and uh, I think he's finally uh, coming out to let his star shine. Um, I've had a big kind of, I was really happy with both the McCrory's. I thought they both had a good chance at Rangers. Um, and Ross, unfortunately, joined the, the ever-long list of Rangers Academy players going to other teams in the league and doing well for them. So I'm hoping we don't make the same mistake with Robbie and uh, he, sticks, he sticks around um, for as long as we can keep him because I think he was a really good keeper. I know he had he was linked with, I think, with the Ten Hag not have a look at him at the start of the season for some reason. I think i seen there was a, a link there. Um, so he certainly... He certainly looked at, and I think he's rated highly at the club, so I'm hoping that we, we treat him with the, the right amount of uh, respect he deserves. For, he's, he's been nowhere near the team, rightly or wrongly, for the last few years, and he's he, he's devoted, a, that, I mean, he is a Rangers man, let's not forget, but he's certainly, he's, he's devoting a lot of time for someone that's not getting into the first team, so he certainly wants to be here, from what I'm, I'm guessing, so I, I just hope that he will be a at least getting more, he'll be more in contention for this next season, regardless if we bring in a, a, world, a world keeper or somebody who we, we might <laughs> live on to regret, but I think we're okay with him and uh, I certainly hope we see him on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Jack Butland is also on, on mm. Z-List, so I think from my understanding is that that's quite advanced and that we, we could probably uh, pencil him in. Obviously nothing's certain, but it looks like uh, Jack Button may be a goer. But certainly Robbie McCrory, I mean, talking about uh, Saturday's team, I, I will be coming back to you in a wee bit later just to uh, find out what you, what we will do on Saturday. But Colin, come on, continuing on the theme of uh, team development, uh, the B team last night, Glasgow Cup final, Ibrox, against that mob, you know, and, 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 and I think their unofficial title is now that mob. So... We uh, a 3-H draw after a calamitous start. We eventually got the draw of it straight to penalties. And I, I was... The penalty shootout was... It, it had me in despair, but hey, oh, I, I got over it about 10 minutes later saying it's only the B team, you know, da, da, da. But from that team last night, is there anyone there caught your eye in terms of, you know, adding to our squad over the summer? Is there any cheap ops? Save us some money. Anyone from that team who you think will be uh, in our... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. First team squad next season? From what you saw? Um, it's hard um... It's such a big, big jump for B team football to the first team, and a big, big jump for Wallen League football to the first team. Um, it's I think last night you seen the best and worst of the, the Rangers be this season. Obviously, they they didn't win the Wallen League again, which again these are young boys playing against men. But I think what they really, what they really struggled with, kind of similar to the, the Rangers first team, is being 
just been consistently at a decent level throughout the field games. They, they do have a tendency to switch off, and last night they just switched off for the first 15, 20 minutes. Um, and then you've seen the best in by coming back. Um, I think there's a lot of growing up for some of these players today, and I know Curry's in the comments asking um, about Lovelace. I know he's a big fan of Lovelace. For me, I think he's still too raw. Um, I think we need to remember some of these boys are only 16, 17. They are still developing. I do, I do think there's Alex Lowry will be in about the first team squad next next year. I think Tony Weston for me, I think he's maybe a bit ahead of a Lovelace just in what I've seen. I think he's probably a bit more composed. Um, he's a bit calmer in the game as well. I do like Tony Weston. So when we're in the market for potentially three strikers, Tony Weston might feature in the bench as a fourth striker. One player who I would like to see um, in the squad next season, albeit he didn't have a great game last night, but every time I've seen him, I've been really impressed as a captain, Robbie Fraser. He should never take a penalty again for the rest of his life, Robbie Fraser, because that was woeful. But I really, really like him um, as a player. And I think if we start to see Bonavaris, it's come to the end of his Rangers career, whether it be next year or the year after, we're putting a lot of eggs in the Lovelace basket. I think Robbie Fraser, no Lovelace, sorry, the young man's basket. Um, I think Robbie Fraser, he he looks like he's going to be something big. Um, I, I put him in the same bracket as Adam Devine, if I'm being honest. And I don't know why Adam Devine's broke through earlier than Robbie Fraser, maybe because Devine can play both sides, but I, I really rate him. Yeah. Mm. David, the, the penalties last night, I thought, were absolutely woeful. I mean, this is, they are young boys, there's no doubt about that, but these are the, the cream of, of you know, our, our academy who are uh, out there. And with that, that obviously it's a big occasion there in the Glasgow Cup final. But when they step up to the first team, if they thought there was, they felt pressure last night taking a penalty kick, just wait until they get into the first team. And I thought that some of the penalties that we took would just succumb to the pressure. So, I mean, the same question that, that I asked to Colin, is there anyone there who you think will save us a few, Bob, and will could feature in the first team? And also, I mean, just general comments on, on, on our youth team and, and the standard of it. Is, is this what's, what's required? Should we be maybe expecting a wee bit higher standard than that? The double whammy. Again, again. The three players that were... Three players that sort of stood out for me last night, uh, and that was Lewis Rice. Is it Lewis Rice? Rice. Bailey Rice. Um, Bailey, Rice. Bailey Rice, sorry. Um, the boy Lyle. And, uh, and there was a third one. I've sort of... Forgotten his name that I'll come up with in a minute. The player disappointed me was Lowry. I thought he was, uh, he looked as if, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Lowry, I'm here, I can, I'm, I'm, I can do everything, I'm, I'm too good for this level. That's the opinion I got. When he went off at half, uh, was it half time or just after half time, he didn't look like he'd broke sweat. And I just, I, I was really disappointed in him. The the boy the boy Rice and the boy Lyle were absolutely brilliant. I thought the the two of them, uh, Rice he just he was the best player in the park. And if he's not round about the first team, I, I mean I know he's only sixteen, but if he's not up and around the first team, the, then the Rangers need to watch what they're doing because there's there's not going to be many boys going through the academy. Uh, he's certainly good enough to get to to at least get some game time in the first team. You must, because if you take it Barry Ferguson and you take all the, the younger ones, Derek Johnson, 16, they were in the, the, the first team as well. Ferguson, I don't know, he was a wee bit older. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, with Robbie Fraser, I, th I think it's a funny one, because the guy's 20, as far as I know, and he's hardly played, he's never, he's never played for the first team. He's sat on the bench a couple of times, so I mean, I really think that's a funny one, given my two-year contract, if you take it that we've still got Yilmaz and, uh, and Borna Barisic, then I, I don't really know 
I don't understand that one to be quite honest with you. Say, if you say he's a great player, uh, Colin, then uh, then then I'll take that. This is Certainly just this is just John Lundsom all over again. Anytime I rate a player, you just want to argue with me, don't you? <laughs> no, but I, I just I just find it a funny one that he's twenty twenty year old and not even not even had a look at the first team. That 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 just sort of a surprises me. And as I say, on his on his show last night, he, he wasn't wasn't that great. But um, and in the certainly the first half, the, there was more players not very great. I thought Lovelace, we watched him in the Youth Cup uh, two weeks ago, was it? And he looked didn't look that great either. But I thought he sort of a came back yesterday. I thought he was actually quite good. And it's certainly the, the the shot that hit the, the the post for the goal for Weston. I think the thing with Weston Colin is that he's not doing very good at his uh, loan club at the moment, as far as I know. And I don't even think he's getting he's getting some game time, but I don't think he's getting a lot of game time at, at his own at the loan club. So uh, whether he's ready for the Rangers first team when he can't get a game for a loan club, then I don't know about that one either. So, but definitely Rice and Lyle were the two that really, really jumped out at me and says I'm ready for the first team. Yeah. Andrew, coming back to you, there's, uh, did you see the game last night? First of all, and and was there who from here is going to save us a few bucks? Because uh, I, I had a couple of names myself, you know, Bailey Rice, obviously, and and Zach Lovely. So you can see that there's a uh, potential in there. And Alex Lowry, I think Dave just nailed it there in terms of is there a I, I, I've heard rumours about it and and and. You know, maybe I'm just seeing what you know I've been fed in terms of his attitude. I just think I think he's a, a, just a, apply himself just a wee bit more, or oh, just just a wee bit too much swagger and not enough sweat. As David has correctly pointed out. What was your take on last night? And is there anything in there, any wee gems that we uh, that we've got for next season? Um, well. First of all, I have to agree. I think Bailey Rice is a really good, solid player. But I don't think next season is the season for him. Still only 16. Very young lad. don't think they'd be throwing him into the, the deep end, uh, just chucking him in next season. Um, I'd definitely be keeping an eye on his development. Um, my pal, my old pal, Aaron Lyle. I, I, just, I, I, keep, I keep looking up and see what happens with him for the Rangers B team. And he keeps popping up there every now and again where we go. And I decided to just check. The 34 appearances in the Lowland against the 13 goals and two assists. He's averaging about half of a half of a goal involvement here or there um, in the Lowland League this season. It's 19. Um, I have to back my my old school pal there. Um, I think the one kind of youth talent because I don't think he's even we would class him as a youth talent anymore because of he was really really thrown in at the deep end this year that I'd really like to see us get behind is Leon King. I think. Uh, if we are going to be looking at centre halves, and if it's a lot more than just one, then I think you, if we're looking, if we're getting rid of Ben Davies, which a few people really want to, then you're going to need to get a star centre back. I think you need a strong kind of a Goldson level. Is Goldson is undeniably our best centre back. I think. I think it's, it's look where we are with him. Look where we are without him. You need somebody on that level at least. And I think if you're doing that, you're going to need to spend money. Um, so I think getting Leon promoted, really getting him in there involved, getting him some more game time, and I think that would it would do no harm to him, and I, would, I don't think it would do much harm to the team because I think he really is a mature head on the young shoulders. Um, I thought he did. Uh, although we look at the score lines, I thought he had some good moments in the Champions League um, where he looked <laughs> like he was handling himself against a, a lot much better opposition, as we found out. Um, so I'd, I'd definitely be backing him. And for the most of the players last night, I think next season's too soon for them. Yeah, I mean, I think Leon King's probably a good example, Andrew, because you're right. He's going, going in, and and our hand was pretty much forced in terms of uh, putting him in the team, but he was up against you know the, the the top players in Europe, and I thought he equipped himself very well, and I just wondered, you know, is is the the further development of Leon King. Keeping him, you know, playing B team games, doing that boy any good, because you know he's been to the mountaintop, you know, and I think they either, you know, we continue. Are we, are we hoping that by putting him in the B team that he further improves, and then we put him in the first team? We've pretty much seen the level of Leon King, 
So I, I think it, it, for me, this is the point at which a decision is made. You know, is there any further development in Leon King, or is it is, is he is he pretty much reached his peak? He's he's played the best level of football he will ever play, and and really the assessment should be made on on his performance in those games as to whether he's a he's a Rangers first team squad player or not, because he's kind of drifted away, and I I, I just wonder whether it's you know development or it's confidence. But really, I, I really don't see what the logic is in, in having Leon King come to the first squad, play in the Champions League, and then go back to the B team. I, I just because see you on that, David. See you yeah. on that. I, I think I, I think I make this point quite a lot on the pod where I think Adventures fans and every single one is will be guilty of it. Every single of the listeners will be guilty of it as well. We like the idea of youth players until we actually need to play them and understanding how long it takes for a youth player who isn't a Barry Ferguson to actually break into the first team well. Um, Leon King, he was played an absolute shite to their hand having to play alongside James Sands. He got injured, or maybe Thompson's knocked, but at the same time, Golson and Davis then came back, and then Suters came back, the three more experienced players ahead of him. So I, I think for me, that's probably why he's no featured because up until what the up until about four or five weeks ago, we were trying to keep the pressure on to win a, a trophy this season. So it wasn't the right time for me to put Leon King back in the fold. So I, I think it's it's the right thing to do for the team and for him. But I'm with Andy. I totally expect him to be one of the four, one of the five centre half next season because I've, for me, I've seen enough that that he is, and I think we need to remember he's not going to play the perfect season next season, maybe not even the year after. But to invest in youth teams, uh, youth players, no, everybody's going to be a Nathan Patterson or a Barry Ferguson more often than not. They're they're going to be an Alan McGregor who'll take seven or eight years to actually come into his full potential. Well, but I think that, you know, they're not all going to be Barry Ferguson's, but I think the temperament which Barry Ferguson has and, and Nathan Patterson, if we don't see signs of that, you know, in the likes of Leon King, then then maybe it's just not there. You know, Aye, but they need to see the potential, you're right. Yeah, so, but, well, I think it's, you know, there's no such thing as luck. It's ability meets opportunity, isn't it? So if you've got the ability and then you get the opportunity to get into the first team, You'll either sink or swim, won't you? Because not necessarily, you know, in, in the first 90 minutes that you play, but there certainly should be a, a a period of assessment at which, you know, your long-term you know, career at Rangers, is, the, the, a judgment has to be made whether you've got it or not. You know, it's as simple as that. Does he, does he have it? So moving back to the B team, so, you know, we can further develop them. I, I, I really don't know if that's, if that's possible. Maybe that's... I've got a very simple view of of all of this, but uh, I, I certainly for the what is supposed the cream of our academy were on show last night, and and I think you know, and I've dumbed it down to just the penalty shootout in terms of the standard of of technical ability to strike the ball, you know, from twelve yards. I just thought, good God! I mean, and a lot of it is mental, but if that's them, you know, and an empty Ibrox. You know, in the Glasgow Cup final, I just wonder whether they've got it to play Ibrox when there's 50,000 people baying at them. Just uh, my own thoughts. But my guys, moving on, I'm going to uh, just come round to you and, and ask you to just to give me an indication of what your team is going to be on Saturday because uh, we're careering on here. And I'm just going to run my, run through my, my own team. And there's a couple in here which uh, I'm going to have to put my bulletproof vest on here because... Uh, there's a couple of names in, in here which I, I'm ready for you anyway, right? So here we go. I've got McCrory in goals and my four defenders are Tav, Goldson, Suter and Ridvan. No surprises there. With uh, Lundstrom and Raskin as our two holding midfielders. I've then got Sakala, Cantwell and here's the, here's the bombshell, Scott Wright with uh, Alfredo Morelos up front. So I, I've had a look at the squad. I had a look who started the last couple of games. And I, and I, I, I toyed with Arfield. I even toyed with Glenn Kamara. But I thought, no, this is who I'm going with. So, Colin, start with yourself. 
how are we going to get get by here on Saturday? Because we've got a mixture of people of, of people who will be here next season, but there's also going to be a fair sprinkling of people who will not be here next season to get us through this game. What what are you expecting to see? I think David heard the comment. I'm um, sharing it now. Can't come up with any forward line on Saturday without it looking shite. It's kind of how I feel. It's just what's the what's the least shitest version of shite. But you you were you were very close to my team um, for the um, the back to the middle. I, I would play Robbie McCrory and that back four that you mentioned, James Tavernier, Connor Golson, John Suter for me looks a better centre half than Ben Davies right now on on form and on confidence and Yilmaz at left back. But the two pivot roles, um, John Lundstrom, um, Nico Rashin, no surprises I'm buying the John Lundstrom um, drum again. Um, I have been critical of him this season. I've taken my bias away, but I thought he's played well um, the last couple of games. Then uh, the front the front four, I feel like um, I'm going to go Cantwell and Hadji because I really liked how they two linked up um, and I think Hadji's came back with a wee bit of almost determination, but a vengeance in, the, in between these teeth. He's really looking to make up for lost time. Um, I, I can't see... I don't know. Morales is just annoying me too much, and I think he's fucked off Michael Beale too much, more importantly. So for me, I think it'd be... Fashion Sakala through the middle, and I'm going to agree with you, Scott Wright. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. It must be better than... It can't be any better than any worse than Montondo. So that's who I'm going for. Yeah, I know I couldn't. I had to uh, <laughs> take a stiff drink before I wrote down the name Scott. Right, I we should mute the comments when going through these no. teams, man, because I'm not going to please MD with these. No, no, listen, I, I was expecting, you know, as I said, that's which is why I'd put my bulletproof, my bulletproof vest on underneath. Because I was I was expecting some flack. So David, it's now it's your turn. Make sure you've turned the mute off first of all, right? And uh, tell us what your team will be on Saturday. Um, well, first of all, I'm not taking my shirt off because <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to kill everybody. <laughs> but um, what well, I should say, we we get so we get most of the listeners through Spotify and Apple. So the ones that are only watching on YouTube, that's going to feel so out of place. Who only watching the comments? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. I don't think uh, there's. I mean, you look at the Rangers bench, and there's there's, there's not a lot to change, is there? Really? Um, I mean, most of the youth players played yesterday, so there's not a chance that they're going to play against Celtic in uh, in Saturday. And, and there's just very very little. I think he's alright. I think uh, well, I think Davies was injured the last game as well, so definitely Suter will come in. Uh, I think Yilmaz will keep his place. So I, I I can only agree with you um, with the with the most uh, of it. I don't think Morelos so I think he might come on late, but uh, as as Colin says, I think uh, uh, Morelos is is this Bill is, is is too too angry with him to to play him. So I I, I think it probably will be Sakala through the middle and 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 yeah. Then you've got the. I don't know, Ryan Kent. He, he's is he fit or is he not fit? Oh fuck him! It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. I've, I've got a, I've got a feeling that if Kent was fit, then then, then Bill would play him. But uh, but he stuck by him all all year. But, um, now there's not he a might, lot. You look at that Rangers team, and, and there's just absolutely very little you, you can sort of do just to think. We'll get a positive result out of this, and that—that's uh, just just hope that we play good. But um, I, I think it'll be Sakala through the middle, and I'll, I'll even give you a right out in the out in the left wing. But so it's Matondo right, and yeah, Matondo's not really done much better than right. So I'll, I'll give you I'll give I'll give you a right for this one. Smashing right, it wasn't as controversial as I thought then. So I'll take my bulletproof vest off. Andrew, what have you? Uh, what have you? Got, what lineup have you got for Saturday? Is there any any surprises? Very Results similar. A goner. Aye, I think I think that's a, a given. I think with everything that's gone on kind of in social media, he seems to have kind of just had his last hurrah, even though it wasn't throwing hurrah, um, as he was 
not a, not a, what was that? not a good change uh, when they came on. Um, I think Robbie's got to be in goal again. I, I I've said the same thing with the the Red Van or Borna uh, argument all season. Whoever uh, whoever's training the hardest and wants it more, that's a, that's a Michael Beale decision. I'm not in there on the training ground. I don't see it. Whoever is giving their all, who really wants it, whoever who really wants it gets in that team um, for the weekend. Um, Suter, yep. I, I don't know how long Davies will be out for, but if he's a Rangers player, it'll at least be twelve months. Um, Connor, I'm so happy Connor Goldson's in there. Hopefully, because we are god awful without him. Tav will be there. Um, I've got Lundstrom and Raskin. Um, then we get to the where the kind of conundrum begins. I think Hadji definitely. I think Colin was right. He's come back with that kind of fire. Um, because I, I have always rated him. I think he was really unfortunate with that kind of injury. And then the kind of sm- it was it wasn't even a big matchup. I believe it was an early cup round. Um, he got the, the knee injury in. And uh, I was worried it would derail him. He seems to be coming back with a bit of fire in the belly. So I'm happy to see him and I'd have him in. Todd Cantwell, I don't think he's put a foot wrong for us so far. So he gets in. Then you get to... <laughs> now, funnily enough, if you'd told me going into the last old from of the season, it would either be Rabbi Matondo or Scott Wright, I would have told you you're a fucking loony. Um, but... Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's nothing against two players because it's the two players I'll die in a hill and tell you I think they're two talented players that we should develop. I love Scott Wright and I love Rabbi Matondo. I, I've coined the phrase Matondo mania. I'm getting it printed on shirts as we speak. Not actually. Um, and unfortunately, I, I'm going at the weekend so I might get hit with a Sakala shot. I'm, I'm on the sideline so I'm worried it's going to hit me. Um, so I, I might take your your flat jacket, uh, David, uh, just in case he hits me. Um, I honestly cannot wait to get rid of Fashion Sakala up front. The, the guy behind me, Ibrox, will defend him to his last breath. And he's like, oh, we're taking Sakala off. And I'm like, thank the Lord, yes. Um, I, I cannot stand him. He, he, the offside, he was, it was, oh my God. He was just mm-hmm. walking back from an offside against Aberdeen. And I couldn't for the life of me think why. Because the, and the thing is, I don't think there's any thought going between his ears that says otherwise. It, it just goes wherever his legs take him. And the funny thing is, I'm scared when he takes the ball, his left foot, his right foot's going to take him out. It, it's, <sighs> I, I, I don't know. I said that Andrew, when I we had that fight, the final five. I went, I want it to be over and done with because I don't want to watch Sakala any longer. Yeah, before the pre-match chat on Sunday, uh, I had, you know, stated just much as you've said there, Fashion Sakala, there isn't a football player in there. Honestly, this was heresy. Azair wanted them in the summer. I'd pay Azair to take them off (laughs) off our hands, honestly. It's dreadful. In fact, the boys I were with were threatening, taking a rewind, you know, gallant few podcasts where I had defended Fashion Sakala. You know, and, and throw the evidence in my face, but you liked him. I said, Well, I've changed my mind. He's now shite. So... <laughs> and I tell you what, after two goals on Saturday, we're going to be on here on Sunday saying he's fucking terrific. That's just yeah, the nature yeah. of this podcast. Right. Yeah. So that was what uh, I got flung in my face, but you've defended him. You know, because there were a couple of goals, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, the away game at Kilmarnock when he, he takes a beautiful touch, off he goes. Pings it across perfectly, to, and uh, Alfredo Morelos first touch ping right in the net. And I says, "Yeah, well, you know, obviously that I was waxing lyrical about fashion at that one. So and I'm getting beaten over the head by previous comments about fashion because you know he's, you know, there is a, a touch in there, but everything's just too rushed and helter skelter. It's. Uh, I don't think the phrase "all sugar or all shite" has ever been. Placed so perfectly on a player other than Fashion Sakala. It, it's either yeah. either a lovely, difficult volley, or a, a pivot the keeper, or take out a ball boy at the sideline. It's it's one or the other, and it's hard to predict which one it will be. And and that isn't good enough for Rangers football club, in my opinion. Yeah, and and on Saturday, you know, against uh, Aberdeen, you know, he had the two chances in the first half. I would say one that was quite close to the keeper was, you know. Uh, probably the lesser of the two chances, but the one where he was through and and and, and struck it in, in it's in normal fashion, Sakala, you know, fashion just bloated it as hard as it possibly can. It's just 
not an ounce of finesse in the boy, but he, I mean, we all love him, you know, with that infectious smile he's got, and you know, but in terms of uh, his qualities, a Rangers player, mm, I I really don't see him being a, a starter too often, but I think he'll be starting. I mean, I've got him down as a starter because yeah, you know, unfortunately, I do as well. I just don't think there's any but in terms of, I mean, I, I had I toyed with Hadji or, or Scott Wright and I kind of gave in and I was almost reluctant, you know, because I was beaten over the head again for, you know, after my comments and Scott Wright. But <clears throat> I think he will be one who will be moving on. I, I think there's only about five out of that team who will be uh, with us next year. But can I wrap things up, guys? I'm just going to come round and take get your uh, prediction for, t- for Saturday. Uh, what you expect to see and what we will see really is so but you can be as optimistic as you want in terms of your score prediction because I I'll be joining you. Colin, starting with you, what what do you expect and what can for we as long for? as I for as long as I draw breath in this good earth, I will never predict Celtic to beat Rangers, regardless of the circumstances. Um mm. Call me naive or call me arrogant or whatever. It's just I don't have it in me. Um, having said that, um, I said at the start of the show, I mean, I think if uh, we, we speak about the mentality cycle that this Rangers team go through and they seem to um, they seem to lift with the pressure staying off them and they get their last chance to save some sort of dignity, I see this being very similar to the... the, the last old form of the season a couple of years ago where Arfield scored two. Um, Fine Rangers will will lift it, um, especially since Michael Beale's really starting to gun for some players, and I think the players playing know that they're playing for their places next season. So I'm going to go Rangers three, Celtic one. Um, but thanks for having me on, Davey, and thanks to all the Thank listeners as always. Always a pleasure coming on. Thank you, Colin. David, over to you. Get your crystal ball out. Re- tea leave reading time. You know what do you expect to see on? And on Saturday, what do you hope to see? No, well, um, what, what I was going to say is that when, when Andy was talking about um, Sakala running through and the keeper in Aberdeen, and it's the same way with Morelos as well, you never see them doing a dummy as if they're going to shoot and then ground the keeper or, or, or try and place it. And that, I watched the, the, that Magia film, and he, he does that regularly. And it's just... Yeah, something that's always the, the sort of a in my head that nobody's ever done that. You never see that, and hopefully we get a a, cent, a center forward in that that can do more different tricks to to, to score and, and more composure to score. But to go into the Saturday, um, but I'm a bit like Colin, so I'll, I'm I'm going to go for two one Rangers. Excellent, Andrew. Would you would need to put your uh thinking head on here and tell us what you expect to see I think it'll be a pie meal deal before the game and if I wasn't working after it'll be a couple of pints um, but for the football I think it'll be 1-0 um, to the Jairs I'd hope it'll be a nice Connor Golden 50p he'd header um, where Harry Watlin can say to himself I've had a good season so far a set piece development coach um but to be honest, I don't care if it's 3 0, 4 0, 10 0, or 1 0. As long as it's a win, I'll be dancing in the streets. So I don't really care. <laughs> Anything I'll do. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, Gallant Pioneer and, and Dave, you know, 2 1 to Rangers. I think we, sh- we should be able to shade it. I think, you know, surely what? we'll have a full house. You know, the Rangers, we will give the team our backing. I fully expect us to go at them hammer and tongs. We, uh, we I mean, We've got no pressure here, so let's leave nothing out there. Go out and do it. And one uh, thing, Dave, if I can, if I can come in for a second, the, the two best defenders are, are, are still walking about in crutches, as far as I know. So that that guy Vickers, two names, whatever his other name is, and Johnson, I think they're 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 still walking about in crutches. So that's our two best defenders. So maybe maybe right will have a chance. <laughs> Well, 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 passing that information on to Scott Wright to maybe try and boost his confidence to get him out there and uh, this is this is your moment, Scott. Go out there and shine. And uh, maybe so, we. So we'll Gallup could probably not get rid of them with crutches anyway, <laughs> even if they had crutches. 
<laughs> well, I think you could probably run past them. I, I just doing it with the balls is is, is the trick. <laughs> yeah, again, I mean, there's plenty of pace. But that's us pretty much wrapped up, guys. So uh, thanks for uh, viewing and putting in your comments. It's uh, we're always delighted to see and hear you. Uh, and what we could ask you just to give us a like and uh, pass and subscribe where and pass on the comments, you know, to others to subscribe. It's, uh, it's we're keen to get this thing with arms and legs. So on that note, and uh, hopefully you enjoy Saturday. I certainly will. Will be a, a Rangers victory, <clears throat> and just give us a wee springboard into next season. That's what we need. Just boost that wee bit of confidence, you know. Just give us a wee bit feel good, and uh, let's end our season on a, on a bit of a high. Not the high that we hope to see, but uh, we'll take it. You know, beating them any days a is always a good thing. So thanks for very much. And don't forget, <clears throat> we are the people. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.